0: Welcome again to another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. It's your boy, Sig Daddy, and it is the AEW Revolution Review. AEW Revolution took place on Saturday night at Wind at Wind Trust Arena in Chicago, Illinois. And AEW had to do something for me. It had to make up for the atrocity that I heard about which was Super Showdown. And boy, it was a fresh it was a bit of fresh air. Not quite the show that um Full Gear was back in November. I enjoyed that one more than this one, but still this show had some really good moments and some really good stuff in it. We start out with the buy-in and uh Dark Order taking on S-C-U, and before I get to this, uh, start this review, it'll be, I'll give you some kind of highlights and my analysis and also my grades from each of these matches from this pay-per-view in AEW Revolution. I thought this first match between Grayson and uh, and Uno against S-C-U, uh, Kazarian and uh, Scorpio Sky, I thought it was all right. The post-match I thought was better than what the actual match was. The right winners with SC... Not SCU, but Dark Order winning it over SCU and they keep teasing the exalted one and after the match, it was, well the match ended really. This is what the closing sequence was. So, it was a double team power bomb by Dark Order, got a near fall. They went for Fatality. Monkey flip into a double clothesline by Kaz. SCU then... SCU later gets countered. Uno puts Kaz into the steps. And then Scorpio Sky is going for a roll up on uh, Grayson. And uh, Evil Uno clotheslines Scorpio Sky from behind, giving Grayson the pinfall victory. Afterward, the Creepers start beating down SCU. And then Colt Cabana shows up, which we later find out uh, that he is signed. With AEW, which will be interesting to say the least, he'll probably get. They were talking, maybe he'd do commentary if that's what right, rumor. Commentary, and then also wrestle some, and actually gives uh, SCU another ally to work with as the uh, Dark Order continues their issues with them. And there was a tease of the Exalted One coming out before the match. They had a, there was an interview backstage where Daniels was wanting to come down with them but Scorpio Sky thought it made sense. It would be for their own good that he stay in the back, that Daniel stays in the back. But after the match, somebody in a cloak shows up. Dark Order thinks it's the Exalted One, and yet it is not. It is Christopher Daniels who comes down and fights him off, along with SCU and Colt Cabana. But yeah, the match was okay, but the post-match stuff was a lot more fun, and... I'm gonna give it an overall grade of a B minus. Not bad way to start with the buy-in show. After that, we get the opening of the pay-per-view, which was Dustin versus Jake Hager, and uh, Dustin comes <laughs> comes out with a T-shirt saying "I'm here to fight Jericho's biatch," which is a callback to what they uh, did on AEW Dynamite. A promo Dustin cut on. Uh, Jake Hager and really well, this is what it needed to be. It was a fight hard hitting. Two hosses just really going at it and uh, at one time Hager's wife says Hager needs to break Dustin's arm again and then Hager's wife tried to punch Dustin like immediately after that. Dustin kisses her and uh, late in the match Dustin hits a code red on Jake Hager. Dustin got an arm bar on Hager, but it got countered into an ankle lock by Jake Hager. Dustin escapes. Low blow. Turns things around with, uh, it was referee Aubrey Edwards in the corner, and Dustin almost ran into her, and Dustin turns around, gets low blowed by Hager, and then a head arm choke. Finishes it. Hager gets the win by submission. Dustin passes out, he tried everything to get out, but Hager puts him to sleep. Aubrey Edwards ends the match. And I thought this wasn't a bad opener. I enjoyed the opener. And I was gonna give it a B. Uh I I just thought this was the what it needed to be. And a big haas fight, just a pretty much just a fight, because Dustin's was a revenge, wanting revenge on Jake Hager for breaking his arm back, I think, in October around Halloween time. But yeah, two hosses going at it. Not a bad opener. I enjoyed it. Be great for me. After that, we got we got a similar, we got a brawl again, but it was much different. Very high-paced, very intense. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, the, the story behind this was Allen getting jabbed in the throat by Guevara back a month or so ago with his own skateboard. And I got to notice one thing about AEW was their stage was absolutely awesome. They had, Their presentation was up there. It was very, very good presentation for this show. But this match starts out like wildfire. Allen jumps through the ropes like a dart to start the match and attacks Guevara outside. He misses with a headbutt and that kind of changes things. Guevara hits him with the skateboard. Uh, later on... He gets a table out, hits a freaking nasty 630 through 630 Centon through the table on Allen. That was nasty. It was pretty awesome looking, but man, that had to hurt. But uh yeah, this was just high-paced smash mouth offense. These guys are just hitting each other with everything. Hitting each other with big moves and everything. This is high kind of a high spot match. Once the match got back into the ring. Allen climbed back in the ring after he got put through the table. Guevara hits a big knee on and then a kick out by Darby. Guevara continues that target attack, targeted attack on the throat. Darby hits a Darby has a gory special on Guevara at one time, bites his hand, uh, eventually gets a go- uh, Fujiwara armbar on him, but then he double he puts him puts a uh, Guevara in a double Fujiwara armbar. He gets the rope, uh Sammy hits a nasty double foot stomp on Darby on the apron. It was actually Darby was standing up and Sammy jumped off the top, stomped him into the uh, apron. It looked pretty nasty. Guevara almost looks like he kind of rolled his ankle on that, but uh Guevara then would almost use the skateboard on Darby. Gar- Darby hits a code red. They eventually fight up top. Guevara hits an awesome Spanish fly off top for a near fall. Guevara then tries to cheat, get a get up on San, uh, Darby, removes the turnbuckle cover, but he gets monkey flipped face first into the turn exposed turnbuckle. Uh, Darby then hits his reverse stunner, coffin drop, gets it done. And I gotta say one thing: this crab was hot for this, especially the finish. When Darby hit his big three move, hit those big three moves, the crowd went into a frenzy. It went absolutely nuts. But this was different from the other match. It was a sprint. It was like, a, from what I looked at the time, it was a five-minute match. But I really liked it. I'm gonna give it an A minus. Post match, Hager tried to save Hager saved Guevara from a skateboard attack by Allen. But I liked. Nice to see Allen get revenge. And a victory on Guevara. Both guys really got to showcase here. It was really fun to watch. And uh, him and Darby Allen showing that resiliency of overcoming that 630 through a table. This 2020 could be a breakout year for Darby Allen because he is on fire right now. But awesome athleticism shown by both in this match. And really, like I said, the crowd just came unglued for that final moment when Darby hit the coffin drop on Guevara. It, it was fun match. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Recommend to see that if you haven't already or if you didn't watch the pay-per-view. But uh, yeah, A-grade for me on that. We get Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks for the Tag Team Championships. Omega and Adam Page defending their tag titles in this match. And this was a lot of nice counter-wrestling in this match. This was a just... I, I I can't describe this, but this was a 30 minute classic, pretty much. Great tag team wrestling by both teams. Matt selling the back at one time, Adam Page and Matt Jackson having problems, Matt almost going too far at certain times. Adam Page and Kenny having a little bit of issues here and there. But let's get to the near the closing sequence because it was a long match very long match but here we go. Let's gonna start with we uh, with a a V a V trigger on Nick Jackson by Kenny Omega. This got frantic crazy action, hard hard hitting action. Matt, like I said, he got very emotional during this match. Got almost too aggressive and actually it was weird. This in this match, I I noticed this. It was the Bucks were playing the heels. Bucks had to play the de facto heels in this match because for some reason, the fans were were wanting Kenny Omega and uh, Adam Page to win. They loved they love Adam Page. That's what well the pants fans have been loving Adam Page because of his drinking habits and stuff. but oh, here we go. Matt uh, okay, here we go. Let's go from here. Poison Rana on Omega. Off the middle rope by Nick Jackson, Page hits a hits another Page hits a clothesline on Nick. Matt hits a locomotion Northern Lights on uh, on the ramp on Page and does it repeatedly. Keeps going, keeps going, keeps going until it's on the glass part of the ramp. And uh, everyone's down. Bucks going for Indy Taker on ramp. They hit it on Adam Page. It's two on one now. Kenny Omega trying to fight off the Bucks. They super kick the crap out of him. And then Golden Trigger. Which is him, it's a call back to him and Kota, Kota Ibushi as the Golden Lovers. And, well, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi as the Golden Lovers. And uh, they, they Kenny no-sells it. Gets, kicks out at one. They get another one on him. And he kicks out at two. And then Matt, he's stomping the shoulder of Kenny Omega, who had injured during his match against, uh, uh, pack this last week on Dynamite in that 30 minute Iron Man match and Matt's targeting it and it's, it was a target in most of the match uh, Matt takes the bandaging off he was going to use it against Kenny Omega and then Nick's like whoa 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 hold off hold off you're going too far here Matt throws it away then they go for a Meltzer driver on Kenny Omega Paige grabs Nick and off the apron and then power bombs him through a ringside, actually through the timekeeper's table page. And Omega hit the buckshot V trigger combo. Matt somehow kicks out it to V trigger again by Kenny Omega. One wing and angel attempt by Kenny, and it's Kenny's shoulders bothering him. Matt. Fights out, hits a super kick on Kenny. Page then tags in and hits it instead. Hits the one-winged angel on Matt Jackson. Nick breaks it up, and then buckshots Nick outside, does Adam Page, and then he hits Matt inside. Yeah, he hit Nick on the outside, then Matt inside with a buckshot lariat to get the win, and this was just a freaking awesome tag team match. If you haven't already, watch this match. If you haven't already, if you're thinking about buying it and watching the replay, I de- definitely recommend watching this match and the Darby Allen match. At least. At least. But yeah, 30-minute tag match. Awesome tag match. A classic. A grade for me. Probably the best tag match I've seen this year. Definitely the best tag match I've seen this year so far. Great chemistry working with the Bucks and company. And after with the Bucks and Adam Page and Kenny Omega the Elite. It fun tag match, really good. They stand in ring post match. They're kind of they console Kenny, do the Bucks and they're trying to reconcile with Adam Page. Matt tries to get to Page to talk, to at least join all of them, kind of do a probably a hand raise after the match. Page thinks about it, walks away. Page then after the Bucks leave the ring, he thinks about hitting the buckshot on Kenny and doesn't do it, then they kind of embrace after Kenny leaves the ring. But it was a nice tease there, very good tease there by Page. Page, he's kind of getting tired of Kenny Omega's crap with the Bucks, and he's he's getting close to pulling the trigger on Kenny. And when that happens, fans are going to be upset. But uh, Page, wow, yeah, this was a great match, great segment, nice tease there. As the issues between Paige and the Elite continue. Because Paige doesn't want to be a part of the Elite. The Bucks and Kenny still consider him a part of it. But he wants out. He's kind of being a lone wolf at this point. And I've enjoyed that. After that, we get a Nyla Rose-Chris Statlander match for the AEW Women's World Championship. And this was kind of a slow-paced match. Kind of slow-moving Um, Rose dominated for a while in this match. Wait. There was a couple times where there were some dangerous attempts of like a superplex. Statlander almost did not get Rose over and yeah, just barely got her over on it. A long two count. Big boot by Rose. Back up top with Rose along with Statlander. They go for the Rana. Rose and Statlander fight. A beast bomb from the middle rope gets it done for Nyla Rose. She had a beast bomb earlier in the match. Also, Statlander kicked out of that, and it was a nasty looking bump by Statlander at the end of that. But this match, I just couldn't really get into. There wasn't not a ton of story leading up to this match. And yeah, I just didn't enjoy it. Like I said, Crow wasn't into it. It wasn't bad. It was okay. It just felt very slow and like in slow... This match pretty much felt like it was in slow motion. And and they were ambitious with some spots, especially the superplex and the beast bomb off the middle rope. But it, it wasn't... The execution wasn't there for it. But yeah, a C grade for me on the match. Easily the worst match on the show overall. But considering what we got at Super Showdown... That's definitely an upgrade. Definitely. After that, we get the most story-driven match of the night. The Cody versus MJF match. Cody's got a new t- neck tattoo. Kind of weird, but it's the Nightmare Family logo on his neck. But MJF, he bleeds in this match. Cody makes him bleed. And... uh Late in the match, Cody does an Orton pose, almost goes for the draping, de- goes for the draping DDT, doesn't get it. But uh, MJF hits his Heat Seeker, which is like a draped pile driver on the middle rope. And Brandy dives onto Wardlow, Wardlow catches her. So then she's about to throw her. Cody tries to stop her, but he accidentally pump kicks Arn. They're back in the ring, low blow. MJF into a roll up for a two count. Suplex outside the ring spot by MJF. Well, Cody and MJF, both men get in before ten. They stand toe to toe with strikes. Cody goes with the jabs, bionic elbow attempt. MJF just falls. Crossroads by Cody gets reversed into a double cross by MJF for a two count. And they do the callback to the latches. MJF tries to use the weight belt. Cody low blows MJF with the ref distracted. Argentine backbreaker for a long two count. Cody then whips him like MJF did to him a couple weeks ago. Uh the ref tries to stop it, but he gets at least two lashes in on him. MJF cowers. He's pleading for mercy, crying at the end of the near the end of the match. Uh, MJF spits on him. And crossroads by Cody hits it again and then goes for a third attempt. I think MJF gets a knee to the head. And then MJF. Has the dynamite dozen ring, hits him with, hits Cody with it, and gets the win like that. B plus great for me on this one. The right winner. A pretty good match told a pretty good story. Cody getting his trying to get his revenge on MJF, giving him his own scar. He got a bit of revenge, but he got too greedy at the end, going for that third crossroads, and got caught by a cheating MJF. MJF just skating by. And it's cheating made sense, of course. Just barely getting by. And Still a lot of stuff, shenanigans going on outside between the managers and stuff, but I thought it was all right. It all made sense coming into this match, but they're building a new star in MJF, and really Dynamite should be interesting coming up this Wednesday. a MJF is going to gloat his butt off, and it's going to be interesting to see where Cody goes to goes next because he wanted his revenge. He had his opportunity, but he lost, so it'll be interesting to see what happens next with those two. Up next was the most interesting match of the night, most interesting matchup, Pack versus freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. There's some fun stuff in this. Uh, Let me just give you a couple of things early on. They stare down, Orange Cassidy tries to put his hands in his pocket. He ends up flipping Pack, hands in pocket, ducks clothesline, devastating kicks by Cassidy. Pack returns him. It's, that's the funny part. Fans are losing it. Pack pushes him down. <laughs> they get a fight forever. Chant. Uh, then he does it again. Puck ducking clothesline. Hits drop kick. Nip up. Arm drag. Almost pins pack. It was a fun match, I'll say that. Uh, later on. Uh, Pac hits an avalanche brain buster, pulls Cassidy up before the three count. He goes for the black arrow. Cassidy's lifeless inside the ring. This is one of the funniest spots of the night. Cassidy just rolls out of the ring. Pack brings him back in. Cassidy rolls out again. After Pack throws him back in for the third time, he follows Cassidy to the other side of the ring. Cassidy just smiles. Pack walks to the other side of the ring. Cassidy goes up, hits a Suicida crossbody, then a DDT on pack. He kicks out at two. Pack hits a big Larry Cassidy tries to slap him. Pack knocks him down again. Orange wakes up. Hands in pockets. Superman punch on, on, on Uh, Pack. Uh, hits a slumdog millionaire. OC up top. Orange Cassidy. Pack knocks him down. He goes up for the middle rope tombstone. Orange Cassidy hits a DDT. Then a diving DDT. Pack rolls out of the ring. Chuck Taylor distracts the official. Trent throws him in. Air raid crash by Orange Cassidy for a two count. The Lucha Brothers come out. They take out Trent. Taylor dives on him. They fight upstage. Orange Cassidy's distracted at this point. And Pack arm wrenches Cassidy down. Pack puts in the brutalizer. Cassidy quits. Doesn't let go after the bell. And then back. Pack talks a bunch of garbage to him after the match what this did in this match it set up the feud between uh the best friends and the lucha brothers but it also got got, it gave orange Casting the opportunity to showcase to actually get a match in and when he's going man he can really go but it was a fun match Fun for what it was. I know Orange Cassidy's not everyone's cup of tea, but if you just enjoyed it for what it was, it was a fun, fun time. The crowd really loved it, and Orange Cassidy shows great fire in spurts. And Pack, he really sold very, sold very well for him. Overall, this I'm gonna give this a B grade. A lot of fun. Fun match, and then we get the main event of the evening: John Moxley versus Chris Jericho with Santana and Ortiz for the AEW World Championship. And I don't know if I'll be in the minority of this, but I didn't enjoy this match all that much. It wasn't a bad match at all. It was it was fine, but they brawled outside the ring to start the match, and then eventually, when they got into the ring, Jericho had a heat segment that felt like an absolute eternity working Moxley's eye. Moxley had his uh, other eye busted up, so he's like he couldn't see at all. Late in the match, Moxley, Jericho, at the, before that, was working the eye. He was going for a knee drop off the middle rope and got it. He went for the Judas effect, but then Moxley hit a paradigm shift. He pulls off one eye pat- the eye patch. He hits a second paradigm shift on Jericho. That gets it done, and he is the new AEW world champion. I didn't know if they were going to pull the trigger at this point on Moxley or well, somebody beating Jericho. It makes sense. I, It's the right time to do it. I just didn't know it was going to be Moxley. I'm okay with it completely because, you know what, he's one of the hottest acts you have in the company right now, and it was about time to take title off of Jericho. But I thought this was an all right match. C-plus great for me. It was nice to see Mox win. It just kind of always felt underwhelming to me. Honestly, I got with the story they were trying to tell with Moxley's eye and his other eye and stuff. It just, the heat segment for Jericho just felt like forever in this match. But uh, I thought this match could have easily had five minutes shaved off of it. it. Yeah, and I just thought the pace really hurt it in my opinion. This is a C-plus grade. It was an alright match. Right winner. Nice finish. But also, crowds seemed dead to me on this match for portions of it. Not the best way to close out full gear, but still. Overall, this was a really good show. Big upgrade from what WWE put on on Thursday, which was Super Showdown. And it's a breath of fresh air. If you want to go out, watch anything, watch the Darby Allin-Sammy Guevara match. Tons of athleticism tons of fun in that. Also, watch the tag team championship. If you want to watch see great tag team wrestling, watch that match. Watch the match between Kenny Omega, Adam Page and the Young Bucks for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. It was a heck of a tag team match. Definitely recommend to go out and watch that. And if you want to watch any other things, you could watch also Cody versus MJF and also watch Orange Cassidy and pack. Just a fun show. B-grade for me. I did not think it was as good as Full Gear. I enjoyed Full Gear as a whole more than I did this show, but still, very good AEW pay-per-view. B-grade for me. Well, pretty good AEW pay-per-view for me. B-grade for me on that. But uh, that'll do it for the review of AEW Revolution. Coming up this week will be the week in review. That'll be up on Friday or Saturday. I'll keep you updated on that. I'll let you know. I know the last few times it's been on Saturday. I'll try to figure out, work out my schedule, see what day works best moving forward, but it'll be either Friday or Saturday this week that I'll have the week in review up with my AEW dynamite monday night raw and nwa power uh, analysis well rundown and review of those shows and if you haven't already make sure to follow me on the socials facebook twitter at sig daddy wrestle and if you haven't already make sure to hit that subscribe button and follow me on podbean apple Podcasts, spotify and on the iHeartRadio radio app But until next time, this is Sig Daddy signing off, thanking you all for listening, and so long, everybody.